Welcome back to another episode of the day in the life of a Christian girl. It's definitely been some time since I have posted. I was trying to mostly wait till when God gives me like put something on my like my heart to talk about. But then I also had my own ideas, but it was just like it just wasn't time yet. You know, I did talk about God's perfect timing before if you have watched the first episode. And I did have a lot going on with trying to finish out a summer class that just took up most of my time. So I hope by the time that this is done, that this is recorded smoothly. And by then you guys can also have this podcast episode and another episode that's going to be following with a guest. Today we're going to be talking about passions and what it's like being in your 20s and just things from my experience but before we get started I have to be honest because one thing I want to pride myself about on this podcast is always giving you guys the real always being honest with you guys I know I said that yes I was busy but the truth is I haven't really been wanting to like post I haven't really been wanting to post anything because I feel that feeling of and it's gonna it's gonna pertain to the title I've been feeling very unqualified um I have taking taken some steps backwards since my um since I first came to God and this podcast has definitely been God ordained and I'm like how you still want me to give advice and speak on things if I don't even feel spiritually there oh I'm feeling the holy Guys, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit right now. So I'm like, how you want me to do that if I'm like, I feel like I'm the worst person to go to right now. But I don't know what God wants y'all to get out of this because at the end of the day, he knew that I was going to take these steps backwards when, spiritually when he gave me this podcast because he's ordained my steps. So I don't know what you're, you guys are getting out of this. I don't know what he wants y'all to get out of this, but I personally think that um, it's important for other Christians and people who want to start this walk to understand the real. I think a lot of Christians, we have this like stereotype that you have to be perfect and you know what I'm saying? Like it's not that for most of us. And I think if I was kind of scared to show you guys the lows, I was, I just feel like, okay, if this is a podcast that God given me, I gotta come when I'm like on my on my Zoom and I'm not on my Zoom and I think that's so fake because that you guys need to see what it's like when you have your low moments. And I think the sole purpose of this is to show that God does not call the qualified. God never calls the qualified. He calls the unqualified. That's one thing about him because that's how you really get his glory like you see his glory. Because if you see somebody like me, for example, who has taken steps back spiritually, who struggles with a lot of things spiritually. And and I'm very bad at explaining things. I don't do well with public speaking. But if he could use me to administer something to you guys, minister something to you guys through me as a vessel, 
that just proves his glory because I'm telling you guys the real real I am the last person to be giving <laughs> but it's like but that's what I love about God so but that's also what I would like if I was on the receiving end I would want a podcast a spiritual podcast that keeps it real with me so yeah and that just remind me like one God ugh, I feel like I gotta put it into perspective so this dream has it was something that sat with me. One thing about it, God talks to us through dreams. And this particular dream came to me. Um, and it's something that I'll never forget. And and I want to prove to you guys what I felt through that dream. Prove that God never calls the qualified. And that goes to what we're talking about with passions and life in your 20s. We always feel so behind in life. We think we have to get be on our Zoom and be put together and wait till things are perfect to put it out that's not that's not the case we think we're living in a world where we think everything is perfect so when you see somebody your age is on their zoom they've been graduated they're getting married they're having children they got a job six figures you think you're behind no that's not the case god don't need perfect and i'm gonna tell you why and i'm gonna tell you why this dream is something i've been saving personally to share with you guys and something I'll never forget I may not remember the exact details because I was like I felt so strongly I'm like no I'm not writing this down but I gotta share with you guys so with this particular dream that I'll never forget it came at around the time that me and my madre had gotten into it and culturally you would think oh Jenny just being disrespectful but so I, I I I knew where I was coming from. Like I knew my true frustrations. But when you're raised in a culture where if you speak up for yourself, if you have opposing ideas from adults, you're disrespectful. And also it can be also how you, you children present it. Like, you know, God did say respect your parents no matter what. So re- re- remember I said that. But also it did say parents don't provoke your children. So re- remember that. I'm not pushing nobody to do nothing. But yeah, I just felt very low and I just felt very out of character and was upset with myself that I even got to that point of irritation and I just went to sleep feeling so disgusted. I don't like getting angry, even if I was to get into it with a friend. I don't like getting angry. I don't even, that's just an ugly feeling for me, an ugly emotion in my opinion. So I felt, I went to sleep feeling so disgusted. I'm like, God is probably so mad at me right now. Like it felt like I took 20 steps forward. And a trillion steps back, that's what it felt like for me. And I went to sleep feeling so disgusted and so sad and so angry. Just everything under the sun that was just straight up negative. And I was like, these are all negative emotions. Like, I shouldn't feel this. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I went to sleep. Lo and behold, I wouldn't even tell you all the details. I'll just tell you the important parts. So this dream was I was with my old church community and we were at another church and they were having their cons- their choir concerts. They do that all the time in real life. And they were at another church and I showed up with some family and my mother was in her choir. Her choir was particularly singing. And um, I was like, I don't even want to be in this church, you guys. Like, I don't want to rock with the church no more. I'm just like, why am I here? And I sit in the pew and everybody is like guinea pig on a wheel. They're like stuck in their cycle. They're in the choir. Nobody's paying attention to the outside world. But I see through the little window 
this like really long like this I see the sky open up and I'm like yo why is nobody seeing this and I, I'm the only one that's peeping it so I'm like yo what is that and so I go to the window and I see that the sky opened up it was like something that like just went like this and then like light flew like a bright light just I don't even know how to explain it I'm feeling the holy spirit right now this is this is probably a good thing I'm telling you this story um and a bird, a white dove flies out of it with like that little green plant thing in their mouth. And in in my heart, I instantly knew that that was the Holy Spirit. I've never seen that before. It just, it just was not giving a regular bird. I just knew that it was the Holy Spirit. And how am I to know that? I don't know these things. Um, but I knew inside it was the Holy Spirit. And I, it was like, I was like, not like, a, hmm, maybe it's the Holy Spirit. No, it was like a, that's the Holy Spirit. And you know, that is type of feeling. So I go to the window and I just fall. I just, it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm confused. Why am I doing this? But at the same time, I, I was so in awe of the Lord that I didn't even mind. It was like, I couldn't control myself. I just dropped to the ground in reverence, just praising the Lord. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I look up and that Holy Spirit transformed into, um, Jesus, what I believe to be Jesus, because I knew it was Jesus. And the, the funny thing about it is I did not see his exact, uh, facial features. It was like blurry. But I saw the outline of him and he was just so tall and he had his arms wide open and I saw the little holes in his hand. And it's like the the whitewash picture that everybody paints him as, that was not him. That was not him. I mean, he, and he know he was not black either. You know, let's let just kill it. Let's just kill all that. Um, this is my dream. This is how he showed himself to me. He was kind of like a, like a brown type of, like the, the nickel color. I mean, like, like the color of a penny, like, like a tan brown and his hair was much more darker of a brown than people make it out to be. They always make him very white as like white as paper and light brown hair. That wasn't what I seen. It was kind of a darker shades of what y'all be, y'all think, but y'all wasn't that off. I just, y'all just had it all the way correct. <laughs> so, and I instantly, and he was just like very tall and I was just like this, like nothing compared to him. And he was just standing there with his glory and this light zooming around him. And I'm just like, I was like, it's like, but the thing is he was, the way he was speaking to me, it's like I was thinking something and then he was speaking to me. But he wasn't saying it out of his mouth. I thought it was like it was his soul. It was like telepathically. And it's funny because before I was going to film this podcast, I was getting my hair done earlier today. And I saw a video of a woman talking about her testimony when she died and seeing God. She seen Jesus. And she had the same exact experience in the fact that he he never spoke to her. It was always telepathically through her soul that he was speaking to her. And I could not understand. I could not put in the words. And I'm like, yo, I was so gasping. Like, I'm not the only one. And I was like, okay. But it was like, I didn't mind that he wasn't speaking to me. Because the way he spoke to me telepathically, I understood. Like, it was just perfect. I didn't, oh, I'm getting Holy Spirit. It was just perfect. I didn't need him to open his mouth and say nothing to me. And it was like the way it felt, well, it felt like I had this sudden urgency that, okay, 
mm, I'm gonna save that to last. But when I seen him, I'm like, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. God is here. Like the end of the world is here. It's time to go. I'm like, Lord, I'm so fed up because remember, this is coming from a record of motions from the night before and from reality. I'm so fed up from that argument from last night. I'm like, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, God, let's go. And he's just like, Jesus just like, Mm, yeah we're like he, it's like the feeling of like he was about to take me but then he's like mm, not yet it was like a, like a tease and I said what I said well, like I'm just looking at him like why he do that like why he why do you just you know why you do that I'm ready to go now like what will happen it was just like and it felt like he was trying to let me know telepathically that there was still one more thing that I, like yeah you're gonna go yeah you're gonna go to heaven actually mm, not quite yet because you're not actually going to heaven just quite yet it's like it didn't feel like oh my soul was damned type of feeling it was more so you still got one more thing that you need to do before you can roll with me up in heaven and I'm like so instantly I'm like okay well what's tea like what do I have to do I'm like God please tell me right now please tell me right now because I'm ready to go and I do not want to miss this ride because he's right there I'm like God just tell me what I gotta do right now and he just like you have to forgive so and so I told you guys I had a fallen out with my best friend of years the first episode he told me that the only thing that was stopping me from going to heaven was the fact that I didn't forgive her and I'm looking at him like, yes, I did. Because I just had like a forgiveness exercise just not so long ago. He like, uh-uh, girl. So then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. And, um, but before then, I remember, I forgot to tell you, before then in my dream, I was just wilding out. I was acting out of anger to some guy, to some little random boy. And it was just showing me that, you know, I still have things to work on, like my anger. And I was like, but God, you said, but you're worried about me forgiving her but you didn't just see how I was acting a fool just now and angry I was just trying to tell it was like I was trying to be like hello like should I not like do you see me should I not be getting in trouble right now for acting out of anger why is your only concern about me forgiving shawty like it's that's easy compared to like what I just did like I just acted out of anger like hello aren't I supposed to get in trouble and it was just like it was going in one ear and not the other I felt like he was just like anyways what about that forgiveness though like, yeah, what about that? It was like he did not, I won't say he did not care, but it was like that's not, the anger was not what he saw. He was more so concerned about my heart, what was in my heart, which was the unforgiveness that could have stopped me from entering heaven. Not because I acted out of anger in that moment, but because of the unforgiveness in my heart. And um, and so I went back, it's like I started running the Tra travel to the girl's house and I'm like girl like and I thought that she was gonna act act out of anger like girl get out my face but she was so receiving and that did happen in real life you know I did reach out to her and it was like it went peacefully which I did that weeks after the dream and she was receiving and I was like you know I forgive you and she was like okay forgive you too and I went back I ran back because I'm like Jesus about to go like I don't leave me and then he just he looks at me and it's just like I'm like, I said, okay, I'm ready to go now. And he's just like, uh, it's not time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? And he was just letting, it was like, he was letting me know telepathically, like I felt it all in my soul, not like a word of mouth, that he was letting me know that it wasn't time just yet. Like the world wasn't ending just yet. But it was like, he gave me that sense of urgency when he was leaving that, 
even though I said not now, it's, it, it felt like, it felt like, it felt the feeling of he was right around the corner. And when people say, oh, we're living in the end times, we're living in the end times, I don't tune into that stuff because I'm like, only God knows. And that's true. Only God knows. But the urgency that he placed in my heart, which is something I wanted to share with everyone else, is that it felt like I'm not saying he's going to come next year, he's going to come tomorrow, he's going to come next week. I don't know when he's coming. He could be coming in 30 years, 40, 50, tomorrow, today. I don't know when God's coming. I'll never speak on that. But I'm just saying that he put in me an urgency. And remember, time down here is completely different from time up there. So he just put an urgency, urgency me of a feeling that he's around the block. Like he's about to turn this corner. Like he's about to turn the corner. And I like kind of just letting me know, you know, get it together. Like, and it's something that I've been having problems with, like with unforgiveness. But anyway, I tell you guys a story to tell you. I felt completely unworthy to have had an encounter with God through my dream because I'm like, I just acted a fool. I just acted out of anger. I am not worthy for you to even show yourself to me in the physical realm or even in my dream. Like I was a mess. The fact that you were even considering taking me to heaven after I just acted out of anger and he just don't care. Like he just see me from like me that I didn't see me as like, he see me, I don't even know how to explain it, but it just goes to show God is not a God that looks for perfection or looks for the qualified. And that's the reason why I wanted to share this dream with you guys. Yeah. So now we can definitely, I just kind of wanted to give you the, I just always feel like I wanted to share this dream with my listeners because I think I, it gave me a new perspective of God because what I thought he would be angry about, he was actually just worried about my heart. And when I say the forgiveness, it felt like he was more so concerned for me that the unforgiveness did not harm me like genuine care not even on a mold like a checklist to get to heaven no like he just cared for me and it not eating me up you know and so I kind of want to give you guys a different perspective so now that you have this perspective of God he's not even looking for perfection for him why are you guys worried about being perfect in life in general when you see somebody that has more money than you that has a better car than you that's dressed better than you why do you care God is not even a God of, like, he's perfect, but he knows his people are ghetto. <laughs> like, he knows we're ghetto. He knows we be acting out. He, he's not looking for perfect, so why are you? And, exactly, I had to let that sit. I had, I had to let that marinate, so I got quiet. Why are you? And even me, I can say, from my experience, out of all my friends in my 20s, I felt behind because I'm graduating a semester later than all of the people that I know. And I can say a lot of things that contributed to that. I'll be real. My parents got divorced around that same year. I had a toxic relationship around that same year. I hate stats for the life of me around that same year. That's <laughs> And then also me just a lack of willingness a lack of um it was depression suicidal and just a me just a lack of like putting god in the center to really help me and give me the strength to persevere and, and i was just in the spirit of just giving up and just being lazy and just didn't have the willpower and now i'm here and i'm like oh my gosh 
I am so, so like sad because I, I was one of those students in school that I had to get A's and B's. I had to, I always prided myself of having honor rolls and look at me now, like I'm a semester behind. I would have never thought that for myself. And even with me being in college, when I talk to my other classmates and they know exactly what they want when they go to class, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm about to graduate and I just feel like the degree that I chose, it feels like I have imposter syndrome. I feel so behind and you know why? Now we get to talk about my favorite part, passions, because I wasn't doing what God called me to do. But don't worry because I didn't get this degree in vain because one thing about God, he going to get the glory out of everything. He's good. Th- this, this degree not going to go in vain, babe. And I'm going to tell you why. A lot of the times we ask ourselves, how do we know God's perfect plan for us? How do we know God's purpose for us? I don't really, I'll be honest, I don't really know the exact answer to that. But I can say I have, think I have a clue based off my experience. So since I was a little girl, I have been writing books and singing since a child. I'm talking about I will go to my daycare where my mother dropped me off. With three songs that I stayed up all night writing, and I'll be like, "Here, you, let's do this." I would, have, I would always be like, "I want to let's sing, let's sing, let's do singing competitions, and let's do." I would like make my friends be a girl group with me because I was shy to sing by myself. I've always been that girl that just loved to sing and loved to write. My, my I was a book a bookworm. Like I could read three books probably in the span of one week. I was just their girl when it came to that stuff all throughout my life I was just so it's just something that I could just never never fully suppressed even now when I tried never fully suppressed I remember when I was a little girl I asked my mom can I go to American Idol <laughs> and um you know it just that's how much I just I wanted it so bad and I was always writing books I would take my teacher's uh papers and I would just write on them and I would sell, I would sell them and I would fold them over. I would dec- like draw the cover art myself and I would sell them like dead serious. You know how like that TikTok sounds like, baby, I own businesses. <laughs> that was me selling books in school. And um, I was like in fourth grade practicing my signature. My signature that I have now was something I practiced because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is gonna be me when I make it with my music. This is in my books. This is my signature. Like I always knew, but as life went on, reality hit, and I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to do this? And then I got discouraged with this thought that to be successful, you have to be a, a lawyer or a doctor. Even when I got to the end of high school, good grades and everything, I still didn't know what I wanted to do in college I didn't even know what college I wanted to go to and I chose psychology because it was the easiest thing for me and I liked it I enjoyed it because psychology has helped me kind of a little bit understand what I was going through with my home life so I I wanted to do that for other people but essentially that that was not necessarily the calling I've always I've sat through every college class feeling like I have imposter syndrome even though I can watch a million YouTube videos on it it just never felt like this was the end-all be-all for me I was just like reality sits sits and I have to be realistic I can't live out this dream fantasy this is why God said come like a child because as adults when we get older we start trying to put reality on things that God called us to do 
I remember in every point of my life, everybody's always been telling me, you should do music. I don't sing in front of people because this one thing, God, the, God gave me something and the devil came very early to kill and destroy with um, putting me down, with the, using people around me to put me down. It was like, oh, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer. All of a sudden, I became really, really, really shy out of nowhere to share my music. The one that was the boldest became the shyest in the room to the point where you won't even hear me hum. And if you did, they, they would be like, oh my gosh, Jennifer, like you have a nice voice. I'm like, girl, are you okay? Like, did you just, and all of a sudden I hated my the sound of my own voice. And, but I really enjoyed making music. I'm talking about to the point where I would hear a beat, if it connected for me spiritually, I would hear a beat and then I would just, sing the the melodies and then I would fill in the words later I learned later on now in my 20s in my 20s that that's how most people write music you have you come up with the melody and you fill it in later with the lyrics but I didn't know that then that wasn't even from my understanding that was an understanding from God and so when I lost my passions just period I just felt like I'm just I'm losing it because I was trying to keep up with uh, real expectations of the world. And it got me to a point where I've lost passion in God. I've lost passion in the things that I loved. I started getting writer's block where I could write books all day, every day. I got writer's block even with my music. And I think God allowed that to happen for me to realize that I couldn't do these things on my own strength. This is what you have to understand. Your passions didn't start with you. Your calling didn't start with you. It came from what God has already placed inside you. When somebody tries to tell you to do something other than the calling that God has already put inside you, that is witchcraft because they're trying to make you do their will. And there's only one perfect will and one perfect time, and that's God's. All my life, I strongly feel God has ordained people in my steps to let me know this is something you should pursue. I mean, even in high school, they were having auditions for to sing the national anthem at a graduation. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm shy. I'm like, no way, no thanks. And everybody was like, no, just go, just go. So I go just to shut everybody up. And I'm like, I completely bombed that audition. Even my audition for The Lion King. Now that one I was, I did it hands down because I'm like, I love The Lion King since I was a little girl. That's the only movie I would watch. But... I bombed, like it was, it was for the role of Nala. I bombed both of those auditions because you know how when you're nervous and if singers know this, when you're nervous, you do a little shaky thing. Like, you know, when you sound your best when you're at home versus when you're in front of people, I completely did trash on those auditions. But for some reason, those two auditions, they was like, yes, I want you to play the lead role of Nala. Yes. I want you to um sing at your graduation. And with both of those there were songs that I had to sing uh, that had me doing high notes, baby. And I, I don't, I'm a natural soprano. So for me, but most singers know a soprano is a little, you got a little tussle with the voice. And if you're nervous, it might not come out the way that you want it to come out. But they had faith in me that I didn't even have in myself. And they let me do it. And I remember asking myself, why did I get these, like, these opportunities? Why? I don't understand why. But that's the, going back, God does not call the qualified. He calls the unqualified. And it may not, we may not be qualified to us, 
But God sees our step. He knows where we end up. So, of course, he knows, oh, yeah, she can handle, if she's going to have this in her story, this is nothing compared to what she's about to go through in the future. So, he's like, yeah, girl, bye. But for me, I didn't see it. So, all my life is just like that. But I was like, still, nah, I'm going to suppress it. Nah, I'm going to suppress it. So, then I come to college. Lo and behold, I meet somebody on a random night. I was somewhere I even had no business being. And he's in, he does music. Here's the thing. And God can use people, quote unquote, worldly people to also reaffirm you to the direction you need to be. Now, keep in mind, I met this guy out of nowhere. And I strongly feel that it was God ordained that I met this guy to reassure me that this is where you need to be. And if you do look for the, if you ask God, like you're, he's going to put people in your path. Now, now, you know, there is a thing where the devil uses your calling and perverts it. Um, like to make me do like, I was interested in like very provoc, like secular provocative music. Here's the thing. You, he can, he can take what you have and pervert it, but it's just about giving it to God and letting God lead you. And with my music, I was just like, God, you know, I can't do no, like, I don't know how to write gospel specifically. Um, I've never done that before. But that's the expectation, the standard of the Christian, because I'm thinking about the standard of the Christian community that that would expect me if I start walking in my calling of music to make specific gospel music that I I never that 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 I honestly would feel I have imposter syndrome doing it because um, I don't want nobody thinking I'm worldly. Da, 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 da. And I found that. God has been showing me like what my music style is and it's not it's like it's like the concept of a Trojan horse. It's not it's not sec- like there's a thing where it's like there's secular music that can still be used by God. Like secular music is just like music that does not talk about God. But there's like from it's like the secular music that still can be used by God and there's secular music that just like you're drawing like the cussing the sex the this the drinking whatever the case is and he's been showing me my style of music and and because the truth is there's pressure on on both sides of the worldly side the quote-unquote worldly side and then the christian community just having expectations and standards and like i don't think i can do this if i can't do the gospel the the way that the christians expected i shouldn't be doing this god and it's just like, that's not true. And it's like uh, an example of when you listening to man more than you listening to God. Because there are times God is going to call you to do something that's going to contradict what most people think is correct, especially those with religious spirits. It's going to contradict what most people think is correct. And sometimes he's going to allow it to happen so you can learn to stop walking in faith of man and walking in faith of him. And one thing about it, God is going to call you to do something is nine times out of 10. I gave you these examples to show you nine times out of 10. You already know what you need to be doing. You already know your calling deep down inside, but you let other people's opinions get to you. You let the devil whisper them lies in your ears. You let realistic expectation of this world and not the one of the creator of this world get in the way. And that's the problem. You guys, nine times out of 10, you already know what your calling is. That's the problem. Even with this podcast, I'm like, God, I don't know if I should be doing this. Like, I don't know if I should be the one that's be doing this. And it's just like, you be knowing. And so I say this to say, 
when it comes to your calling and your purpose, number one, go in the secret place and figure it out. I told you, you kind of, most of us kind of have that inkling of what it is. It's something that's been there since a child that you can't put away no matter how much you tried. But number one, specifically go in the secret place with God and ask him and he'll put people along the way to confirm it. Now be careful because there are false people, which is some warlocks who you don't want to come to agreement with. But he will send people along the way, genuine people along the way to confirm these things for you. And just again, it's really important to go to the the secret place. And that another thing is like you cannot know your purpose or your calling if you're not even in the presence of God. That's another thing. How are you supposed to know who you are if you don't want to talk to the person that made you, that created you? That doesn't that doesn't go hand in hand. That doesn't make any sense. You want the benefit. I just watched a podcast said this. You want the benefits of the kingdom, but you don't want to be in the kingdom. You don't, and trust me, you don't want to be out of the kingdom. You want to know who you are. You want to know your purpose and you want to walk in your calling. You want to break the cycle of the generational curses where your mom or something didn't walk in their calling. And now they're like slaving away, trying to get paycheck by paycheck, trying to figure out what they, what to do, or just, just not happy, just not satisfied with life and just died feeling so unfulfilled. You want to know, trust me, you want to know, but you can't want the gifts of the kingdom without wanting to be in the kingdom and being in God's presence is way more important and way more interesting and beneficial than knowing your calling. Those are just the added ons. Those are just the added ons. Like knowing him, like my encounter with him in my dream was so fulfilling. I forgot all about my music and this, that, and third. It's so like, it's so much more. And I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, I hope whatever I said reached somebody, but I just know that had to be said. And I just want to give this for a realistic perspective because not a lot of people talks about even the expectations that are put on you from people in the faith, you know? And that's why it's so important to have your relationship with God, number one. That's number one. Because at the end of the day, the you need people, the body of Christ. You need discipleship. You need fellowship. 100%. There, two or three is gathered, God is in the midst. That's way better than just trying to do everything by yourself. But what you also need to know is that with that being said, you cannot make man the first person that you go to. And this is something that I had to learn myself and I'm still learning. I mean, if you are paying attention to social media, what's been going on with the um, beautiful Ruby, who's in the Christian community, she got, she got, you know, just look that up. I don't want to talk up too much about it. But I say this to say, if you want an example of what it's like to listen to people about your life and your direction, and you're not even going to God first, that's a perfect example right right there. Like, And I'm going through it myself, and I'm learning this. That's why I'm like emphasizing it, and I'll speak more on it when the Lord guides me to speak more on it. But you have to go to God first. Like, God is your number one always 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 and another thing when God calls you to, to do something you're gonna look like you don't have the qualifications but you have to be walking in faith not walking in fear you have to walk in there like God placed you there since day one because he did actually he placed you there since before day one so what what your parent your mom's gonna say so much what your dad's gonna say so what what your family's gonna say I tell you this when I finally told my mother the T, I'm like, mom, listen, 
This is what I really want to do and I'm tired of ignoring it. My mom was, I felt that my mom was more supportive of that than when I said I was going to get a degree in psychology. The, the, the pure happiness I felt when she was so open and willing to help me to like, okay, this is how we're going to get there to help you. When I told her about what I want to do, I would have never expected that because I was walking in fear. And when there's someone, listen, when you, when you got a lot of fear surrounded about something that you need to be doing, I'm talking about like, uh, but what if I don't, what if I don't, that's the devil trying to stop you because he know when you finally do it, it's going to be something great. It does not matter if my family does not believe that this is what I should be doing. It doesn't matter if my boyfriend should, it don't matter because if God called me to do something, if God calls you to do something, you got to do it. You got to do it. And he's not going to call you to do something that's going to, like, be disrespectful to your family. But sometimes it is true that, you know, you can be persecuted even by your own family when he calls you to do things. Because they can't understand it. Because from another family's point of view, they're going to be like, oh, you, she's about to do music. She should be going to do a, be a lawyer or a doctor. That's your, that's, that's what you think. But me and God's conversation, we two different people. You know what I'm saying? And that's vice versa. So it's very important that when you come to God to be like a child and not lean on your own understanding because you're going to try to put these realistic expectations on what God called you to do and the realistic expectations that other people put on you. So it's very important to just just let God be God in your 20s. And then when it comes to your passions, Go to God about it first. Let God be God. And if you call you to do it, move on it. It don't wait for it to be perfect. Period. I'm a walking testimony right now with this with this podcast. The equipment I have is nowhere near perfect. But I just moved and that was that on that. And I got so much feedback about how it that first episode was helping somebody. It does not matter, guys. And when it comes to feeling lost in your 20s, you're right on time, babe. Trust me, you're right on time. You're right on time. You're on God's perfect timing, period. And if you did miss a step, one thing about God, he's going to always redirect you. And one thing about his righteous children, you may stumble seven times, but you will not fall and he will put you right back on your feet. That's an actual verse that I just don't know the you know exact, but that's an actual verse. He'll put you right back on your feet. Don't play with God and let God be God. Like when it comes to your passions, guard that drone like a baby, you know, and you know, watch out for monitoring spirits. Don't be speaking all stuff and you ain't no business sharing yet. So yeah. So that being said, I know I said all of this, these things and don't come at me about like, okay, what is this? Where the music at is this? You know, we working on it. We working on it. But I will say one of the songs that I'm um, specifically was working on that I specifically wrote the talk about my experience with God like on some real real it's not even like me, gospel it's like it's more, it's my real feelings about my experience with God when I was sitting there singing it the other day I saw a flash of God of Jesus with the cruci- in his crucifixion I just saw a flash of him and it just made me feel like okay the fact that I was singing this and I just seen a flash of a vision of Jesus, okay, he's trying to tell me something. Uh, I'm doing something that he, 
I never had that before when I'm seeing other music or this or when I was writing my music before. So, yeah, and just remember, number one, and don't ever put your passions before God. Like, please don't ever do that because he's a he's the person that gave it to you. And when he gives you something, it's because he's going to use it for his glory. So just keep those things in mind. And with that being said, that's the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys learned something. Because, you know, I always try to come at you guys with my experiences and some advice. So I really, I really, really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And, um, you know, I did have my own ideas about what I wanted to talk about. But at the end of the day, if God put something in my heart to talk about it, that it's, it's him first, period. It's, it's him first, period. And, you know, pray for me that I will get back in the presence of God. Because one thing about it here, it's a safe space. Um, and I don't ever want to make this feel like I'm preaching at somebody. I want to always make sure this podcast is a podcast where you can learn from my experiences and get the real on what it is like to walk in this journey, to walk in this walk. It is not perfect all the time. You're not going to feel like opening your Bible. You're going to go weeks without opening your Bible. Please don't. (laughs) But there's going to be times where some people go weeks without opening their Bible, months without getting in the presence. Listen, it's never too late to come back. It's never too late. Just look up that story about the prodigal son. It's never too late. Like, please guys. And, um, don't ever think that when I'm giving you guys these perf- these advices and this and third that I'm perfect. I'm far from. I'm struggling just as you are in this walk. But at least I think I want to be brave. I'm trying to be brave enough to show it so that you guys can know that you guys are not alone. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. I love you guys so much and God bless you. And may the Lord go behind you and before you and all around you. In Jesus' name, amen.